here? We're officially okay. recording we Sandcast and Podcast. We're on. on air. Hey. On air. On air. We have a we have a new sign in the studio and I wanted Savvy to light it up for the first yeah. time if you're watching on YouTube. I think we need to upgrade <laughs> our like table. It. <laughs> it's bad. It's getting a little crowded. Yeah, Gabby's uh, hated the table for a while. <laughs> I think it's like, you know, a little homey. But it I, is guess, I guess she's right. We'll upgrade our sandcast. It's, just, it's getting crowded. You know, we got the sponsors, YK. We got Wilson hanging out. Now we're on air. And today we have some champagne. Some, some champagne. Oh, I'm going to let you do it yeah. because um, Travis is a member of Fatherhood. <laughs> well done. There's, a, there's a new human on earth, and it's Travis's job to take care of it. Talking about a terrifying sentence. <laughs> I know, it's like, yeah, celebrate a little bit. Don't get, don't get too late. You got a baby. Volleyball baby just took even further backseat yeah. in Travis's life. Yeah. Tell the, um, tell the pod a little background about the name. What, what, we can let you uh, get the pour in. Love it. You guys are a little foamy. That's all right. Oh, we're good. Look at that. I know you're detoxing. I don't need to give yeah. you a super tall pour. <laughs> Detoxing from Detox how many from nights ago? Cheers, Cheers squad. Woo. Oh, yeah. Just the taste. You had a little champagne shower I yesterday. I yeah. did. My, Mikkel, every time you win an event, oh, you I show up that. in his gym. So, Mikkel sprays you. He's got all kinds of champagne, you and Sarah and yeah. Kane. Yeah, he's got, I think he's got a whole like stock of them in the back, <laughs> maybe now. <laughs> You're going to make Mikkel broke with them. Honestly. Yeah, and nobody knows about the stuff that he's doing. As well, personally, he's got some big movie stuff coming. Yeah, soon. But yeah, yeah. Champagne for the full spot. Champagne you, you just good. Just the smell and the taste is just uh, what you need yeah. <laughs> after a good, good it's, weekend, especially in the gym. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little weird when he's pouring it on your face while you're trying to like bench press, but uh, you know, all good. Yeah, but huge all weekends. Good. You had a career high. Tied a career high with a fifth. You got another win Mm -hmm. in your first time. Norseka, New Orleans. Got your win. (laughs) Got your win. (laughs) It didn't disappoint. It was on on par with with how I had seen it on Instagram all the other years. There was some kind of (laughs) rainstorm, but cool people and a cool venue. And uh, And that storm, I have never seen anything like that. Were you at the venue? No. Dude. I was at the the whatever workout facility. Okay, oh, yeah. it was the craziest thing. Like me and Avery were just getting a serve and pass in. A couple matches were starting, and they said, "Oh, lightning!" It was sunny, windy. Yeah, you knew that a storm was coming. And then they go, "Lightning struck within six miles." Everyone get you know shelter. Got to go off the beach. No problem. And then in five minutes. <laughs> we were in the middle of a hurricane. Literally. It, and so it was Literally. 58 mile an hour winds, which is a category two Holy hurricane. Whoa. And then to watch Wilson just get up and blow away and then explode. <laughs> like what? I, I don't even know where I was when it hit like that. Like it, I was yeah. in the gym, it started raining and then I jumped in Uber and went to the hotel and then I'm seeing all these videos. By the time I got to yeah. the hotel in the Uber, I'm like, "What? What well, literally what happened?" Happening? In like, we were we were there, getting ready to like think about warming up, eating lunch, whatever. And I took a video of Travis. He's giving a little weather report. 
<laughs> and it was funny. Like people were like getting off the sand originally because they're like, if lightning hits the sand, whatever. And there's a, a group of at least fifteen of us in the player tent, just yeah. playing cards, hanging out. The wind picks up, and I filming Travis like. We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> it was kind of funny, of course, me being from Southern California. I was a little bit like, uh-huh. this seems a bit like, should we be in this tent? I don't know. No one's really <laughs> concerned. This tent and then there was a poles. point where it was just like, I think we need to, like, we need to go inside. Uh-huh. Like, the yeah. tent felt like it was going to blow away. And then Wilson, like, right when we got in to the bar at Coconut, we turn around and see the ball blowing away. We're like, oh, my gosh. Crazy. Came out of nowhere. And the scariest was part was when we were in the player's tent and... I've been having grown up in Maryland and lived in Florida. Like, I've been in tropical storms and hurricanes. Not a lot, but enough. Right. But it was when the media tower fell and knocked the three AVP VIP tents on one leg. And I was like, the wind is blowing those tents directly in our direction. So if one gets picked up and blown in, like, the circus tent that we're in is going to go to the the tent. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably not coming out. (laughs) So we should should go. Yeah. Yeah. And then we let. Jesus. It was crazy. Yes. Good memories. And then Fun night 30 games. minutes later, everything was normal. Everyone's just put the venue back together, yeah. basically. Yeah. I was. I think we do owe the AVP a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. I would not have bet any amount of money that we'd be playing full matches or that we'd have played that night. Right. And we played that night. Crowd showed up. Yeah. Drinks in hand. Hammered. Yeah. Hammered. Hammered. <laughs> they, all, like, they all just stayed and hung out at Coconut and yeah, got like, sauced up. I don't think they're going to sleep tonight. No. <laughs> like, they're very energized. Yeah. And I'm, like, ready to go to sleep. It's, like, midnight. Yeah. I just kept thinking of that Wolf of Wall Street scene when they're on the boat and it's going down. He's like, I will not die sober. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so everyone at Coconut Beach. <laughs> to the bar. To the bar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> It yeah, it's a big weekend, and then I came back and had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> How was that experience? <laughs> that was, no big deal. That was the wildest ride. You don't look too jet lagged. Well, the fact that she, she held out, the whole, everyone was talking about, like, is she going to, yeah. you going to make it home? And you yeah, did. Yeah, right. Made it home, the, and the, I was telling Try that the craziest thing was around midnight when I got back, her water, like, partially broke. Mm-hmm. Some people, when their water breaks, it's just like a water balloon. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah, it most breaks. Yeah, yeah. But it was like a, you had poked her water bag with a pin, and it was just like dripping. Weird. Yeah, so it was just a really long, drawn-out process. So her water broke midnight Sunday night, and we didn't have the kid till 5.38 p.m. on Thursday. No, so it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Jeez, Tuesday. Today's, I was like, what's today? Friday? Friday. <laughs> I know, it's been, a, it's weird been week. a time warp. <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. It was crazy. But yeah, you asked about the name. So we met in Austin of 2018. And that was where I had played with Rafi. Delaney was playing. You were there. Yeah. Delaney was playing with Avery Bush, and who was dating Rafi at the time. Yeah. So we, like, my group was tethered with Delaney's mm-hmm. group. And then it was really funny because Jill Bush, Avery's mom, she's like, Trevor, are you single? He's like, yeah. She goes, Delaney's single. I was like, where'd she go? <laughs> she left. <laughs> so we met briefly. Then I made it a point to run into her every stop the rest of the year. Yeah. So Austin is where we met. And then Zahn, obviously, my guy Eric Zahn, the road dog. Yeah. So, so the next cute. generation of road pups is here. Oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So cute. Yeah. Big kid, big hands, nine pounds, four big ounces. Hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Delaney's a champ absolute beast just like she had two nurses who believed in her that she could hold out 
no epidural. And it was it was wild. Because she was talking about getting it at like 10 in the morning. Oh. She held out another seven and a half hours. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Just seven and a half more hours. Yeah. And one of the doctors oh my God. was like, why don't you just get the epidural? Like, this isn't oh. fun for you. Get out of here, doc. And that's what she said. She was like, I don't really need to be talking to you. Right. I was like, give me my nurses <laughs> back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and exactly. the nurses, they're like, listen, if you want to do this, we're going to get you to do this. But we're going to be saying a lot of stuff that you don't want to hear, but yeah. you need to hear. I mean, it was like if you combine like Jim Valvano, Tony <laughs> Robbins, like right. your, your 10 motivational speakers and put them together. And that's what we got in our two nurses. <laughs> oh like, my nurses are, they're like angels when, in that process yeah. for, for the guys, too, because you're yeah. like not sure what to do throughout yeah. the whole process. Like, do this. Come here. Calm down. Do yeah. that. And you're like, okay, good. And what's crazy Glad about that here. is that like what worked five minutes ago? You do that again? She's like, don't do that. Yeah, like, okay, that now. Nope, would never do it. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm not That's doing my bad. it. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. The best is when the nurse, because I had just broken my hand in mm-hmm. in wherever I was, Rome. Rome. Or Vienna? Vienna, yeah. And then uh, the nurse was like, all right, push on her hips right here. And she's like holding around me and pushing on my hands. <laughs> she's like showing me. I was like, ah! <laughs> like... I can't complain right now. <laughs> Ow, nurse, that hurts. <laughs> and Kevin's going to be like, oh, that hurts? Yeah. Like, like, but I don't, you shouldn't be pushing on my hand. Yeah, it's funny. But situation. yeah, I mean, D, like, because she didn't get the epidural, like, she's walking around the block uh, today, just yeah. like, holding the kid, walking around, trying to get him some sunlight so he's on a normal human schedule. Dude, yeah. I mean, this is his first day. And it's literally the best best day of the year. Yeah. First yeah. day home, it's yeah. literally the best day of the year so far. Yeah, that's what... It's a good sign. Everyone's like, oh, because I think dads... It seems kind of split on dads. It's like, did your world just change when the kid came out? It's yeah. like, no, like yeah. not really. Like I was more concerned of like, is Delaney going to die? Like is the kid alive? You're right, right, and, right. Uh, I was telling Gab before, like, now I feel more supercharged as, like, a husband. Because mm. I can't really do a whole lot for the kid. Yeah. Like, he tries to feed on my nipples, right? right? I got nothing for <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I can't feed him, can't really soothe him. So I was like, all right, D, whatever you need. Exactly. Just let me know. I was like, all right, cooking, done. Dishes, yes. done. Laundry, like. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting phase where you're, like, not feeling that useful in yeah. such an important time. Right. Like, uh, what else can I do? Yeah. Or like, like I was telling you the first week where you just wake up every night with her to like breastfeed when the, you're just like, <laughs> and then eventually you realize you're like, I don't need to be awake, do I? <laughs> right. But like, it's, you still want to wake up More just to, yeah, just to let her yeah. know that like you're willing to, like right. if, if there's something I could do, I'd do it. I just, I might as well sleep. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like last night. Yeah, he, if one uh, of us can sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He knocked out like yesterday, the entire afternoon. So we knew we were kind of in it for yesterday night. Yeah. And, um, but he would wake up and I'm like, which, which need day? She's like, nothing. Just go back to sleep. But then I was like, well, it's going to take me half an hour to go back to sleep anyway. Yeah. So I just kind of hung out, did nothing, yeah. fell back to sleep. <laughs> Part of the experience yeah. is just being up in the middle of the night those first few nights. Yeah. It's weird. The second day, it was like so discouraging because he'd be crying. Delaney would just be peeing for like a minute. And I'd be right. like, I want to help 
Yeah. I promise I want to help, yeah. but I can't. <laughs> There's only one thing you want. <laughs> right. Same thing every other dude wants. <laughs> and can't have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the boy knows what he wants. Yeah. Yep. Lashes like a champ. There you go. Yeah. So he, he's good. D is like cloud nine. Mm-hmm. Hasn't slept in like three days, but doesn't care. <laughs> Yeah, she's built different, I think. Yeah. She's built different. She was just Does this change her mind on, like, uh, wanting to be... Because I know we talked about a little bit of this. You threw out there one time, like, she loves being pregnant so much, maybe she'll just do be a surrogate. Yeah. Is that, does this whole, like, labor thing change that the, opinion a little bit? The act... The, so the 39 and a half weeks of, of leading up to the delivery, she, like, wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. But after, right after she delivered, she's like, I don't need to do that for a couple of years. No. Yeah. But yeah, she loved being pregnant. And I mean, watching her be a mom, it's like watching Tiger at the 97 Masters. I'm like, oh my gosh. You, yep, you're built for this. You're this is it. For this. this is it. You, ju- you found it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun to see. That's awesome. So yeah. Special. Such a natural. Thank so you. Cute. So happy Congrats, for dude. you. Thanks. Everyone's Heck healthy. Yeah. Everyone's good. And couldn't ask yeah. anything more. Yeah. And exactly. then and the support, like the whole community has been awesome. Because it was hilarious. Avery, when we were in New Orleans, he oh, because he is. How old is his his new one? Couple months. Couple months. Yeah. Yeah, little Jane. Yeah. But it was hilarious because every time I'd show up to the players down of the courts, it would be like, "Delaney, They're like still pregnant." And Avery was like, "Dude, I'm just gonna start answering that for you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. But like everyone genuinely cared about it so yeah. much and was so supportive. And then I made it back, and everyone was like, "If you didn't make it back, we were gonna kill Delaney for you. <laughs> or we were gonna kill you for Delaney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kill you for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> made it back." Perfect timing. So what's uh, what's next forever? I think Huntington's the next one. What's your what's your plan now that you're dad? Uh, I mean, just play by ear. Which yeah, well, I talked, I've talked to Try a lot about it. I think Cape Town was pretty much my farewell to the world tour. I kind of knew it because when I said when I played Cape Town, I think me and D and a handful of people were the only ones who knew that Delaney was pregnant. Yeah, I was like, I think this is a good send off. Yeah, um, it is. It, it's time for me to stop. You know, losing my first and your last time. Yeah, <laughs> I still think you'll 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 find your way out there on the world yeah. tour at some point. But yeah, last one for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think, and maybe I'll play like a, f- a futures for fun if it's close. Yeah, or, or if I guess, or, or yeah, yeah, if we have a, an yeah. Arseka or if a sponsor wants to cover it. Um, but yeah, probably just mostly domestic. Yeah, and I mean we have enough AVPs where I'm my 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 appetite's sated oh, yeah, <laughs> for totally. volleyball. Yeah. Totally. Um, I'm I'm actually headed to Brazil tomorrow for Uberlandia. Uberlandia. Yeah. So one more and then we get to be home for a few weeks, play Huntington, which is one of my favorite AVPs. Yeah. I haven't played it in a long time. Well, it hasn't been a real event for a while. Yeah, that's why. Is it back? Is it at the pier? Because I know last year it was was at like the new Oh, no, we can't be having that. It's got to be by the pier. I think it's at the pier. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, me and Hayden had great runs at Huntington. We were like, I think we made three finals there. Oh, that's awesome. The first time I ever watched you live was when you beat Johnny Mayer and I think Doherty in the finals. I had just moved to California like that weekend. Dude, you know what's funny? We played with a guy this morning at Jose's group, and he's obviously a younger up-and-comer. And he's like, dude, uh, first time I ever saw you play was in Milwaukee, and I was 14 years old, and you <laughs> won the event. I was like, oh, that was my first win. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was awesome. 14. Oh, I was like, who wow, was it? I'm an old Do guy here. Yeah. Uh, which girl was it? I'm blanking on his name right now, but the, uh, there's a cool little uh, younger group yeah, of guys that yeah. are in Jose's group crew, now, yeah. and uh, they're talented too. So 
it's good to see you. but yeah i was just like wow I'm yeah. that guy. Yeah, you're the guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> You've been the up and cover cool, for so long, and now you're the vet that people watched growing up. Yeah, but that happens so quickly when when these old guys, mm-hmm. these guys Phil and Nick, these guys in their 40s who are playing a lot longer than people in the past, they retire, and then, boom, you just age like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Good times. Yeah. How does it feel your your first win with Came? Yeah. Yeah. First win with Came. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. Feels like uh, trying not to take it for granted, um, but like you know, still stepping stone of like trying to get better and play our best game. And it wasn't our cleanest by any means. Like Sunday was defensively kind of a mess in, in a lot of ways, but. Um, yeah, just excited about getting better. But I, I, I don't want to be this that guy either. That's like taking for granted winning an AVP. Like that's a, a huge deal. I think I have like eight now, or eight or nine now. I don't really know. Oh, I know six since you started. We started the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's most important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so three. I had three with Hayden. I think. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it's like a balance of yeah. you know not taking it for granted, but also like well, it's exciting to see where you guys are at, but you have a lot of work to do. Yes, still. Yeah. yeah, and it kind of yeah. shows our potential, right? Yeah. Um, Going into that, so it's fun. Was it a? Was there a lot? Because I feel like it would have been winter disappointment. Yeah, given the field. Yeah, for sure. That's a lot of pressure. It is. It's a different pressure for sure. Um, I just feel like I'm so used to pressure at this point, like different yeah. types of pressures. It's like, okay, what's the pressure this week? Right. Like, you know, mentally. Um, but that was definitely it. It yeah. was, you know, you, you know that all these guys are sitting in Brazil and just probably hoping we get upset, but also like <laughs> balancing, like, do we want a new person to win an event or right. are we okay them just getting another one? Yeah. Uh, which is stupid to, you know, that's that mental game when we were in this in season uh where we're all worrying about what each other thinks yeah uh but yeah i mean it's, that's the cool part about it and it was uh it was a challenge for sure yeah yeah and then you're losing or you lost the first set both matches sunday yeah tim and kyle are playing extremely well playing awesome and you're like like gotta find a way yeah, yeah. what was cool is that i feel like we went to another gear like we didn't play better. We didn't figure out how to play better ball and like figure out how to beat them. It's just like let's just go to the next level. Yeah, and that's what we need to achieve our goals, like on the world tour and like what we're actually trying to achieve, which is big goals. We we need to have another gear to go yeah. to, and I feel like we went there um, without actually ha- playing way better volleyball. We just yeah. just made it happen. Yeah. I feel like you found that. Like maybe it was Manhattan when you guys were down 16, 12, and you were just like, you yeah. just, I've seen you enter this, I'm not losing mode yeah. enough times now where it's not like, it's enough of a pattern yeah. where it is a thing. Yes. Because you did the true. same thing against Poland. Yeah. You did the same thing against Callum Tim. You did the same thing against yeah. Troy and Billy. It's like, yeah. you know, when tries into 10, 10, third setter, I wish there were live betting because I'd start to put a fair amount of money on yeah. try to find yeah. a way. Yeah. Don't jinx me. Yeah, no, I think I found it around around that time. Like, well, I've just been going at it with with the Phils and Jakes and Rosies and those guys for yeah. so long. My first half of my career, I was just like, God, these mother, I can't <laughs> get these guys. And I and I did get them here and there, but it wasn't ever like 
it was like Phil knew that he was the top dog the mm-hmm. whole time and all that. So there's kind of a passing of the guard. And it's like, well, someone's got to be that guy now. Yeah. And it's not going to be easy. Someone's got to do it and someone's got to put in more, go to a different level to get that. Yeah. So when I kind of found that or felt it at times, I was like, all right, I need to figure out how to replicate that. And it's like a, a <clears throat> different willingness to like go there. Yeah. You know? Cause you kind of got to not be yourself for a little bit. Right. Yeah. White mama. But I also think that's what, that's <laughs> yeah. what fans like, right? Like that's the beauty of professional sport. They want to yeah. see you out there in the arena, like gladiators. Obviously we're fluffing a volleyball around nowadays, but yeah. uh, just going to a different place and competing <clears throat> at like some deeper level. Yeah. So yeah, trying to replicate that and then see if I can bring it to the world tour. Brought it in uh, wherever you La Paz. Yeah. yeah I, want, where? I want I want medals, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Getting there. Uberlandia. Who's, who's Uberlandia. Uh, going to Uberlandia for the men? Uh, not, not many, us. right? Just you guys. I think just us. Taylor and Taylor are, are in. I don't know. They're I'm in. confused. Yeah, Trevor they and Taylor dropped out. I think. Miles the, and Andy the dropped listeners out. Of this episode, a no. couple people yeah. asked I'm why. I'm going to push this episode to go Wednesday before Uberlandia. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because a couple people asked yeah. why did Miles and Andy pull out mm-hmm. of Uberlandia. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We we looked at that four-week stint, and it was like early in the year. Uh, four weeks is a long time Gone away from home. Month, Obviously, yeah. me and Cam have kids. I can break that trip up, go to the first one, come back, take my family to New Orleans, be with them, spend basically two weeks with my family, and then go back to Brazil and be recharged. And, yeah and break it up in that way or I can stay away for a month and it's like kind of easy uh, we know that there's plenty of tournaments to be played so we'll let the guys have a uh, have that event by themselves and they can stay for four weeks if they want but in hindsight no one got to the four weeks they all left early at some point even though they were all planning on staying yeah. there yeah. so I don't know makes me feel pretty good about my yeah. decision at yeah. this point yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh the answer for most teams why they dropped out, I mean, this late they're in the process. Point, they're point crunching, it's points, right? Yeah, because yeah, I think I want to say that Miles and Andy are still hanging on to their win in Dubai. And Yes, probably. I think they're trying to hang on to that because I think after Ostrava or Yermala, everyone's finishes from Torquay are going to be out and the points are going to – is going to be a huge recession in points because they're pretty mm-hmm. inflated. Like You saw a lot of teams – at the elite 16 level perform really well who typically wouldn't because the fields were lighter. And I think that Trev and Theo and Miles and Andy are probably noticed that and maybe Didn't waiting. Did they know that before or were they just going to wait and see? I might just waited and see. Yeah. And it might just be that they're a month in Brazil, especially for miles when he hasn't traveled before. It's a, it's a long freaking time. It's a long time. So I don't know why, but I think if the Taylors drop out, that'd be weird to me because they can't get in an elite 16 anyway. Yeah, so they kind of they kind of need this one. <laughs> but they're already home. They came all the way back already, yeah. right? So they have yeah. to buy. I don't know. We're gonna take a quick break from the show. Not just any break. 
This is the Waiakea Water Break. Now, Waiakea has been keeping us hydrated all year long, not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. In all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So not just keeping us hydrated, they're helping out the environment too. And try, that's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waikia donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waikia.com to receive 20% off your order. You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically, live aloha at waiakea.com. Thank you guys, the listeners, for giving support to the sponsors, which then allows us to continue supporting us. It's a virtuous cycle. We love it. We love that you're listening. We love that the sponsors are on board. And we love that Wilson Volleyball has been with us since day one. Almost five years now, Wilson has been working with the boys. And we love those guys. We love the volleyballs they make, the ball carts they make. We love the apparel that they make. I saw Troy Field playing golf with the golf clubs that they make. We love Wilson. Love everything they got, love everything they put out there, and as do you. And to get a 20% discount of all Wilson materials, just the volleyball stuff, get use the discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson materials. I mean, I'd say that off-season's coming up, but there's really no off-season. But at this point in the year, you probably need to restock up on volleyballs. I know I have. I just put in an order for 15 more. It's about time for you to do the same. So use the discount code SANDCAST-20 to restock on all Wilson volleyballs, the best beach volleyball in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. And guess what? Try and I just signed on another year-long contract with Athletic Greens, keeping the partnership going because it is one of the best partnerships we could have for this podcast. If you guys aren't on Athletic Greens yet, if you're not taking those scoops of those green veggies, I cannot recommend it enough. I haven't been sick in two years because of Athletic Greens, and we bring it on the road. They have these awesome little travel packs that they bring. you can bring on the road with you. I bring them everywhere. I haven't missed a day in the last year and a half or so pretty much ever since me and try started working with them it's basically a multivitamin the best multivitamin on the block it's cheap it's less than three dollars a day which it might sound expensive but if you're investing in your health it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee habit it's cheaper than the lattes and it's way better for you all right, it's it's the the best all-in-one nutritional insurance you can get. I mean, Joe Rogan, he has it. Tim Ferriss is promoting it. Michael Gervais promoting it. Andrew Huberman's promoting it. All the big dogs are. We're just the little dogs here at Sandcast, and we're promoting it, and we stand by it. Me and Try, we've been healthy all season long despite playing two huge schedules this year, and Try's got another couple big ones coming up with Olympic qualifying. And the best way we're fueling ourselves, Athletic Green. And you can fuel yourself the same way by using our code athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that's where you get our partner deal. You will get five free packs and a year's supply of their vitamin D. That is a year's supply 
of vitamin D. Now we're on the beach. We get a lot of it anyway, but you can always use more. It's so good for your immune system. It's so good for your overall health. So that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. That's where you will find our partner deal. So I cannot encourage you enough to pick up some athletic greens today. If you love the podcast and want to show how much you love the podcast, then get some Sandcast merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, hats, long sleeves, sweatshirts, backpacks, you name it. If you go to sandcastmerch.com, you can find virtually anything you want. And if there's nothing in our store that you don't that you want, you can just send us an email and we'll make it for you. That's how easy it is. So if you want to rock your the merch of your favorite podcast today, tomorrow, whenever you want to get it, go to sandcastmerch.com and start rocking some Sandcast apparel. Looking for a book to read? Well, I know the absolute perfect one. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you are obviously a volleyball fan of some sort, be it indoors or beach volleyball. And that means that you have probably heard of a guy named Ken Steffes. And if you haven't, well, you can flip open our book, Kings of Summer. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold. You can find our book, Kings of Summer, The Rise of Beach Volleyball. Now, Ken, he didn't do interviews for like 20 years after his retirement when he was 30. He's the most dominant beach volleyball player of all time. He won more than half the tournaments he played. He won the 1996 Olympic gold medal with Karch Karai, and we wrote all about it. We had the first inside look of the rise of beach volleyball from the first professional tournament in 1976 up until those 1996 Atlanta games, the first that beach volleyball was in the Olympics. I had an absolute blast working on this book with Kent, and Kent had a blast writing on it. He's been writing a ton on Facebook. He is back in the beach volleyball game, and the best, I mean, it's honestly... You know, it's the work that I'm probably more proud of than anything that I've done because it, it had interviews from all the greats. It had Sinjin Smith, it had Karch Karai, it's got Randy, Dodd, Hovland, and then Kent's there the whole time, his voice going in and out and writing it with me. And if you're a fan of old school beach volleyball, if you're a fan of beach volleyball at all, if you're a fan of volleyball or the Olympics or just stories of greatness, that is the one for you. So go ahead, go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Kings of Summer today. Um, but at the end of the day, I'd say as a volleyball fan, it's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah, there's, yeah. it's a lot. We're still in the first, you know, just getting off the starting line. Yeah. So it's it's just the preferences, and I mean, who, for all we know, like someone's ankle could be bummed or someone's shoulder you know, could be, yeah. you know, and they're just making decisions based on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ed, Ed Keller wrote, "Why do USA athletes skip events in an Olympic qualifying year with only seven more before world champs? I assume that seven that's more. That's a good point. Seven that's, more elite sixteens or seven more? Cha- I get no. I, mean, I think it was. Cha- I think it was six and well? six before world champs. I thought mm-hmm. it was six challenge, six elites. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, but Ed's usually right about these things. Yeah. And <laughs> I, him, him Ed, or Trav, who, who do you give your money on? Ed, if you have any advice, if you think I'm doing something wrong, just call me. Yeah. <laughs> you usually know these things better than me. I brought on camera this year to be a point stretching guy, <laughs> so I don't have to think about any of this crap, so yeah. I'm just assuming I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. Well, and they just <laughs> added events. They added challenges in the Philippines, India, I just saw China. That. Oh, yeah. That's all in the fall. And the events in the fall typically are pretty watered down and teams exactly. are taken off. So I think, But now is everyone thinking that? Right. Right. And some of them, I think, will conflict with world champs. And so you're going to have like a challenge that's going to be empty. Right. If it conflicts with Mexico? Because world champs is like a 10-day thing. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. So, I mean, you, if one of that 
Whoever's not in World Champs. Yeah. And if it doesn't direct a conflict, if it bookends World Champs, you're still going to be missing half the field anyway. Right. Because people aren't going to want to go from Mexico to India or vice versa. And so I think you're going to see some of these fall events. You could see teams try to like re-peak in October. Yes. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. So so skipping in April is really, it's a pretty forgivable offense. Yeah. Yeah. But it is early. This was a a one-month start push to start the season. And then we have a month off. We have Huntington for Americans, but I don't know. It was, it was the first chapter of the season, I feel like, is concluding with Uberlandia. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so exciting stuff. It's nice yeah. to have a little break, huh? A little well, yeah. after. No, it's you. nice. It's super nice to know that it's not like, wow, we just, like, we're in it. We're in this, like, eight, nine-week, like, straight push. It's like we make a push, and it's good for my body too because I feel like my body adapts to like the impact yeah, of season. Yeah, yeah. And it's just been like, oh, now this and now that, and like it just the impacts just like shifting around my body. Um, so it's nice to like beat it up, get it used to that, and then have a month to like recover and then get back into well, it. Well, and then learn too. Like at least you guys are a new pair, and for me and Tony as well. Like you go over. I was talking to Corinne Quiggle about this today. Like you go overseas. You learn, mm-hmm. you learn a lot, and then you have time to come back and regroup a little bit. You're yes. not like on the road for such a long time. It's kind of it's kind of nice to go and learn a little bit, and then see because we went and had a second. We were like, yep. yeah, yeah, right. we're so good, and <laughs> yeah, then right. we lost in the round of eighteen. We we're like, Fuck, we're not that good. Like, okay, <laughs> learn a little don't bit. Ride the, don't get on the roller coaster. No, you can't. You can't. Yeah. So it's it's fun. We're trying. We're talking to sports like a bit about like, and I don't know if you guys can touch on this a little bit, but like. Is there a way to go into every tournament at best you can with no expectation? Like, because we went into La Paz with, like, we yeah, no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. And then you come into Brazil, and it's a bit like, okay, we belong here. I know we're still in the qualifier, but, like, we've proven that we can compete against some good teams. Yeah. But how do you come in with no uh, no expectations, I guess? My, hard, hard to do my that, guess, obviously. But. Do you work with Peter Haberl? I was. Or, okay. I was, yeah. Well, I'm just picturing what Peter would say, and he'd say, <laughs> you can't. You can't. It's like you can't not have expectation, right? Yep. But you can be aware of the expectation. You can, can choose how it you act on it yeah. kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like the stereotypical sports psych answer. Yeah. yeah. But True. I I find that it's more helpful to embrace it instead of trying to like run from it or be like, No, I don't want to win. It's like, but do you? You're like, Yeah, I really really yeah, I mean I, I don't want to lie. I, I really want to win this super bad. Yeah. So it's better to just be like, yeah, I mean, now this is the expectation that's present. How do we do it? How are we going to attack this one yeah. specifically? And it keeps changing, right? Yeah. I mean, your guys' stuff has changed so much from playing in a world tour final mm. or a final on the world tour. And then now you're back in another one. Yeah. And it's like, uh, there's no, you didn't earn about a good finish in the next event mm-hmm. you just got that one and now the next event's the same as it was going to be before yeah yep. so it's kind of trippy yeah, that's a good point yeah i'm uh i'm reading this book that zana recommended actually called the confident mind it's by nate zinzer and he works with uh west point so the army mm-hmm. and their cadets but also their athletes mm. most useful book i've read probably the last couple of years i think you would really like it yeah and think sav since you're starting to explore this I'm realm for some I, books, I yes i want to be on my phone as much as yeah i think you would you would both really enjoy it and i would i think it should be mandatory reading for high school and college athletes who are still 
feeling out I'm good for sort now. of who they are as, yeah. as athletes. But he, what I just read was his chapter on kind of the, the shooter's mentality and how you have to be, it's sort of this delusional confidence where if you, so if you miss a shot and say you, you hit 95% of your line shots inbounds and 90% of those line shots you hit inbounds go for kills and you miss a line shot, that actually, the shooter mentality, that increases, statistically, it increases your odds of, your odds. of hitting yes. the next one. And so you say, oh, well, if I miss that one, then I'm definitely going to hit this one. Uh, Whereas if you hit that line shot, you do like the reverse of that. You're like, oh, I just hit it. Now I'm on, now I'm on fire. Like now I'm going to hit it again. Yes, right. And so you just sort of twist your view yes. of, and that's like Steph Curry or Reframing Michael Jordan. That. Yeah. So if Steph misses 10 in a row, he's like, well, I have to make the, I have to make the next right. one. There's no way I miss 11 exactly. in a row. Where if he hits 10 in a row, like, he's I just like, calibrated 10 times. Like this is the best. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and he's like, but if I hit 10 in a row, like you don't leave the table on a heater. It's <laughs> this one's going into you know who's, uh, who's just born with that mindset. Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> yes. It's so valuable. Delusional confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny because I was talking. Playing with Avery was really fun because we've been pretty good friends for a while. And I was talking to him about it. And I was like, Avery, what do you think the difference is between you and you and a Trevor? Because I think if we were to like build a, a beach volleyball character mm-hmm. in a video game, it's like you're stronger. Yeah. You hit harder. You serve better. You set just as well. Like you're passing. Trevor may be a little bit better of a passer, but you're still like an A passer. Yeah. yeah. Like where where's the difference, do you think? And he and he was talking about how it's just like this mental thing where you like he hasn't broken through. Some crazy confidence. Yeah. And I was like, if if you were able to channel, like if you were just like pick a little evil Trevor Crab and just put it in there, <laughs> <laughs> like you'd be unbelievable. <laughs> Sure. He's like, Trev had never played defense. And he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll make yeah. an Olympic it's run as a split hard. blocker. It's yeah. easy. He's it's like, easy. Taylor can do it. How hard could it be? <laughs> right. Like, one of the best defenders in the world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fine. He sucks. <laughs> I just think you look at the talent gap physically between team. Let's put Anders and Christian in their own category because I think Anders is just a physical freak. Right. But if you say you put team three with team 30. The physical gap is really maybe one percent between them. If that, on the world tour, yeah, yeah. If that, like There's it's some just nuts, guys. It's all are, upstairs. Like it's yeah. it's, oh, you, it's all in here, mm-hmm. and it it's crazy. And now now that I, I've been reading that book and watching games and matches, like this is it's fun to watch it actually play out. That gear I was talking about, yeah, that's all. That's where it is. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go get it up there. Mm-hmm. That's where the the game is played. Like once it's it's like LeBron, right? He, or I think it was his quote or someone. He was just saying, like until our legs are burning and until our you know the score is tight and we're in the end of the game. Now it starts. Yeah. Now it's zero zero. Right. Like we were just getting to this moment. Yeah. Whereas other persons like, oh my god, it's almost the end. You know. Yeah. Like, no, we're this is we're starting or like Schwarzenegger's like I only start counting it once once it starts to once hurt once it starts to hurt <laughs> yeah. it's so good so good it's funny you bring up LeBron because I've been uh, because of my anxiety stuff I've been using like the Calm yeah. app and I was scrolling through it just to find I want to get something that's like um. obviously you can do something every day but uh, 
something that's like a series, like once a day to like practice some mindfulness stuff. And I went on here and I saw a LeBron, it's called train your mind. And he has a whole series about like mindfulness through sports. So he's on calm too. LeBron did a series on no, calm. This is on calm. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. is the one I, I'll okay. report back to you guys. I, I'm going to take a listen and kind of see, but I it's funny space. you brought it up. I, I have both. Space. I was kind of going back. I'm, I did headspace in college yeah. and, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to learn more about calm. Calm is such good, um, Reviews Headspace says too. No, I've used like Headspace to try for a long time, but it was funny. I literally not, was looking at this last night, and I was like, is oh. "Not always the best option yeah, for yeah, me." Yeah. But I, I like I like uh, this app called Oak, and I just do for every match I do ten minutes of box breathing. Yeah, mm. you just breathe in for four, hold for four, yep. out for four, hold for four, and you get on the court, and there's just nothing in the world that could bother you, just like full zen. Have yeah. you it's done awesome. um, Wim Hof? Yeah. Stein was like huge into that. My fifth year, we would come in and just do all the Wim Hof stuff. Yeah. And it was the craziest thing to see. Like I could never hold my breath ever. And then you do the, it's kind of, it's like fast, like in out. And it's like, uh, the guy's talking you through it and then you hold your breath. Yeah. And then you do it it's again. Like fire breathing. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's so interesting. It's so interesting. I I don't know. Maybe I should get back into that a little bit. Tim Brewster's big into that. He does. I used to, when we played together, I called him Wim Hof. Yeah. Cause he would like get into this, like, frenzy yeah. with his breathing thing yeah. and I was like go get it son <laughs> it was like crazy. It. you could hold yeah. your breath for like way longer than I was holding my breath for like almost two minutes I was like whoa yeah. Yeah. and that was with like no other practice besides the Wim Hof stuff yeah. but we've done the box breathing and then what it breathe in for five seconds hold for seven breathe out yeah. for eight something like that well so. people don't realize that they you have to warm your lungs up too they're like hold your breath you're like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your lungs like they expand like you can get them to stretch out if you yeah. just do a few breath holds first or like box breathing or different you know yeah. fire breath whatever yeah. you're gonna yeah. call it so like when people go for their longest breath holds which is extremely dangerous and normal people shouldn't do it yeah uh they like warm up and they do like all the like their first right. breath holds like half of what their max is yeah i think most people don't realize that and also it makes you think well if i'm trying to like maximize my vo2 whatever max and oxygen intake and matches like yeah. why am i not warming my lungs up like making sure that i get my lungs to full capacity before a match like right. it's ridiculous we should all be doing breathing right. before yeah. yeah yeah do you think your background as kind of a waterman where you're very conscious yes. of your breath that's helped you with that um Good yes i mean i just i'm fascinated by it because i've grew up around like divers yeah. and like people who can do that surfers who can do stuff like that but i think it's more me being fascinated with like high performance and yeah. then reading up on it and being like that's a thing yeah and then i did you know i did that brian mckenzie work and like mm -hmm. all meditation stuff so yeah combination for yeah. sure but when i go back home i'm like definitely my buddies are like lifeguards and stuff and they're like teaching me new things and like going down way deeper than I will go and yeah. staying down there way longer. Yeah. And I'm just like fascinated by it. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, as a swimmer, I would just like, and a runner when I was younger, I would just always feel so freaking good after. Cause all you're thinking about is breathing the whole time. Yeah. Especially the swimmer. Cause you can't wear headphones. I'm sure now yeah. you can. Well, it's but the runner's high, right? Yeah. You just like get these endorphins, but now all of my pre whatever routines in volleyball are just centered around breath. Like yep. my jump serve routine, I just like pat the ball to myself three times as I'm inhaling, mm -hmm. yep. and then I'm exhaling. Like I spin it in my hand and then I go. That's and then before serve receive, once they start their toss, I inhale, yep. and then as they hit it, I'm exhaling. 
It's so good. Dude, it's crazy. I can, like, be, like, fully gassed. Like, okay, we're in it. Like, they're burning. They're huffing and puffing. I'm puffing and puffing. I'm like, damn, I, I don't have my breath quite yet. My legs are burning. And then just, like, they're about to throw the ball up to serve it. And then just go. And then, boom, my legs are back. Yeah. Like, it's just that quick. And it's, <laughs> it's got to awesome. be, like, mental, too, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a combination of, like, getting that oxygen, but also just, like, you're telling your body you're okay yeah like when you're breathing you're okay yeah maybe like you know when you're breathing I, fast i need me some of that oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was playing against um sarah and therese the first match of yeah. New so the whole day I, i'll touch briefly on my anxiety thing if you guys haven't seen it i posted about it whatever but the whole like i woke up that morning got like a breakfast sandwich went and did a little serving pass because i didn't play till 3 30 or something and i was so out of breath mm-hmm. like doing just like setting triangle i was like what is wrong with me yeah. like why my heart shouldn't be beating this hard i shouldn't be this out of breath well, maybe maybe it's because i just ate too close whatever um i always find ways to think come up with something that's wrong with me i don't know maybe it's just i don't want to anxiety is such an the mind tangible thing it's just the mind you can't control yeah it, right? so i'm warming up for my even serum trees and i'm like I can't even warm up because I was so fatigued. Like I was breathing so hard and I was so fatigued. I was just like, what is going on? And then the first, probably the whole first set of that match, I literally didn't feel like I could catch my breath. Mm -hmm. And normally when you're in the, when you're playing, you don't even think about your breathing because you're just, you should be breathing hard if you're, if you're going hard. But the whole time I was just like thinking, I can't breathe. I feel like I'm going to die. My heart's exploding. But the funny thing is like, as much as I hated worrying about my breathing, I wasn't thinking about the volleyball game. So I actually was, I was digging a ton of balls. Cause I was, I like, I was actually probably more calm, like right. defensively because yeah. I was only, I could literally only think about like the fact that I was like literally trying to not die on the court. Cause yeah. I just could <laughs> not one recover. Point, probably, right? just it's one, one point. And that's what I talked to Peter about the sports psych. Like I talked to him about my panic attacks and he's like, I told him I was having a panic attack, a panic attack at practice, which the the reason I'm so upset about all this anxiety stuff is because it's coming onto the court now, which mm-hmm. usually volleyball is like my escape. Mm-hmm. And now it's like coming into volleyball a little bit. And he's like, so what happened when you had your panic attack? I'm like, I don't know. I just kept thinking about volleyball. He's like, that's, that's what you got to do. And like normal life. Like if you're having a panic attack, you got to think like one breath at a time, one, one yeah, thing right. at a time. You can't get too overwhelmed, but yeah, I want to, I want to work on more of that breathing stuff before mm-hmm. playing because I felt and maybe, you know, everyone's like, you're just nervous for the tournament, first AVP, whatever. And I'm like, I wasn't even thinking no. about, yeah. I don't care playing. When I'm going to play against Sarah and Therese my entire career. Like I'm yeah. not, obviously <laughs> yeah. I'm a little nervous. I want to perform maybe cause we were in new Orleans and I felt that like not my hometown, but yeah. like kind of like right. pressure. Um, but like I wasn't, maybe it was subconscious, but I was like, I don't think it's that like, no. so I don't know, but it's interesting. This whole breathing thing is eye-opening for me. So I'd love to talk to you guys more about that because I think that would help. Oh, all, for sure. I think part of it, when you do, <clears throat> at least for me, I'll try to do box breathing every morning after I wake up. And I think it just primes your mind to start. You're more conscious about your breath for the rest of the day. Like mm-hmm. I'll go on a walk after that. And then the whole time I'm just like breathing in for four steps and breathing out for exactly. four steps. And, and when you do it before yeah. a match, you just like you it's easier to come back to it like you make an error or two in a row and you stop freaking out about the error or two and you just like come back to your breath and then it's zero zero again yeah. well once you trust that that's the best place to be yeah is like 
Because it's hard to let, you have a thought in your head, you're like, <clears throat> you want to address it. But once you figure out that you're like, the best place to be is not addressing whatever pops into my head, it's letting it go mm-hmm. in this moment, becomes easier. You're like, oh yeah, it's, like it feels good to let these things go. But before you train yourself to do it, it's like, you want to address these issues or you get swept away by it yeah. right. kind of thing. <clears throat> Whereas I'm like, I'm just like, People are like, what's going on in your head? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just clearing anything that comes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know the score. Just you don't know anything that's happening. Oh, well, it's funny because yeah. you bring up the not knowing the score thing. Yeah. 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 I'm that's like, funny. who cares? Yeah. I don't know. And that's I think, not helpful for me right now. Yeah. I just, I want to score either way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's a sign of being in, <clears throat> in like a mini flow state. When yeah. you do, you have no idea what's going on. You're just, you're no, just playing. I'm always, I'm always playing better if I don't know the score. Right. Yeah. 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 And then I make it a point not to look because I'm like, well, I'm not getting out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had a set this year. This is hilarious. Where I, um, the score just kept going, going, going. I was like, when is this set over? And then I realized that the last time out was in between sets. <laughs> oh my God. How was that? I was like, oh, that's a great feeling. That's great. We already won the first. <laughs> What a oh surprise. my god! Oh, it's so good. It's literally to that to extent, that. you guys. I, I didn't know. I thought it was a timeout. I love what all are, that. What a relief! You're like, wow! I won the first set. I didn't yeah, even know. that's amazing. Gosh, I was getting a lot of pressure. I was like, I feel like. Yeah, are we in overtime not, right yeah, now? Yeah, we must be in overtime or something. But I'm not gonna look. <laughs> that's. Oh, epic. it's like awesome. five two. How is it five two? <laughs> Oh, we're in the second oh, set. We all got to do more of that. Oh, that's good. Good start. That's good stuff. Holy moly. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Where was that? Uh, it must have been, it was it depends on for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You take the um, definition of, oh, I blacked out what happened to a new level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I blacked it's out. a real thing. Camber, we won the, we won it, try. <laughs> oh, match is over, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Who won? <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. so good. Yeah, but. Sav, I gotta give you credit though for coming out and like being willing to share all that Thank you. publicly. Yeah. I think it seems like a simple thing to do, like just share what you're thinking, but uh, not many people are willing to do that. Yeah. And obviously, you've probably already seen that like has a huge impact on a lot of people. And I think, like, even I don't know, when I hear, heard about it, I was like, okay, she's going through it. wasn't she's going through these issues but it wasn't like oh i feel so bad mm-hmm. i feel like you know it's terrible and we got to feel sorry it's like okay savvy's going through it but this is usually where people gain something mm-hmm. like you go through these things to come out on the other side like figure it out and come out with these other skills and you're already just embracing it and like i'm gonna help people instead of thinking about yourself only in yeah. this situation you're like well i'm gonna share and see what i can do to help other people and a lot of times the challenges are like those are the golden pieces when you look mm-hmm. back you're like I'm glad I went through that because yeah. now I'm this person yeah. on the other end of it which is probably hard to see when you're going through yeah, it and absolutely. like I've experienced when I was um, sick like I just had no purpose with my days like, I don't know what to do like I've just been an athlete I've known what to do every day and I didn't yeah. then and then my heart rate was just like I felt it was, it was when I learned anxiety yeah. where I was like I feel like I'm in line at the grocery store and the people are taking forever and I got to go. You know that feeling? Yeah. You're just like, God, hurry up. Come on. Come on. Like yeah. that feeling in my heart where it's just like, I'm a little pissed it's off. A good example. All day. It's a really yeah. good example. I'm just, oh. I can't not be, I'm like, oh, anxious. I'm like, oh, I guess this is anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I have anxiety. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, you know, that's when I kind of like 
like was open to it like oh i guess i experienced this kind of stuff yeah. too and um but like all of that in the long run i feel like has helped me and made mm-hmm. me just realize more and open my mind to all kinds of stuff and obviously just the challenge in general like that's yeah. how you grow that's the best place to grow so kudos to you to like yeah, just opening up to other people it. and like helping you know yeah that's kind of the like i told you guys a little earlier that was kind of the whole point you know it's a fine line with the mental health stuff because you don't want to like i've always wanted to be an advocate for like mental health stuff because i've gone through it like it, I, people probably don't know this like when my parents would go out to dinner when i was little like little like five or six years old they would leave the house to go to date night and I would have the home phone, and I knew my mom's number, I knew mm. my dad's number, and if one of them didn't answer, I'd call them, and it was literally like, they'd leave the house, 10 minutes later, I'd call them, hey, did you guys make it to the restaurant? They went to the same restaurant, like, five minutes away. Mm-hmm. And I'd call them, like, did you guys make it? They're like, yeah, we did it. And I'd call them probably 20 minutes later, okay, did you guys get, did you order, did you get your food? <laughs> They're like, yeah. no, we ordered, no. and they were so good about it, like, they, right. and they'd usually, you know, sometimes go with friends, whatever. It'd probably be 10 times I called them and I'm mm-hmm. sitting and I just remember the seat. My parents still have it. It's like this big, it's not a couch, but it's a big, like kind of love seat, like kind of yeah. by the front door. And I would sit, I'd stand on it and I'd look and we were on a very quiet street yeah. growing up and I'd look and anytime a car, when they said that they were leaving right. and it was dark out, I would sit there and wait and I'd see lights go by and I'd be like, oh. Yeah. Oh, they're home. Oh my That's God, thank it. God they're home. And then the car would drive past. Yeah. And, and I, it would, it, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know if it was like, it's not like my parents ever were like, not going to come home. But right. I don't know if I was just scared they were going to get in a car accident or they were going to, yep. who, who knows? But it's been since I was really little, I had these weird, like little anxious things. And yeah. uh, so I've gone through it kind of a lot, but it, I've always, so I've always been kind of an advocate for it, but it's a fine line on social media. You don't want to be, I don't want to be posting all the time. Like, Here's my sob story. I don't want any pity. I don't want pity. I don't want people to feel bad for me. That's not why right. I do it, you know. But um, I've been kind of inactive. I posted a bit about it in college and whatnot and haven't posted much about it since. I think because of maybe more of – I go through waves where sometimes it's bad. And when it's good, when I don't feel anxious, I don't talk about it at all right. because I don't want right. to manifest like bad. I'm going to be anxious. So um, I haven't talked about it in a bit because I've been – you know, it's where I, brought, I asked Evan, I'm like, have I been having these panic? How long have I been having these panic attacks? You've been with me for over a year and a half. Like, he's like, the first like nine months of our relationship, you were not one time did you ever bring it up. So it's been within the last six or so huh. months ish, a little more than that, that I've been noticing it. But yeah, that's the whole point was I don't journal much. And when I was kind of writing it down and just getting my thoughts out, and I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to post. I'm going to, why not? And just see if it helps anyone and just mm-hmm. the outreach, the, you know, the, the people just, I went through my comments and cried. Cause I was like the amount of people that yeah, I had a lot of texts and comments say, I'm so sorry. I feel right. so bad. Let me know if I, I, you know, call me if you need, I'm like, I'm not going to right. call yeah. you like maybe, maybe, but probably not, but gesture. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Right. But again, I don't want you to feel bad, but more than that, I just had so many people, moms with kids like my daughter's going through this it's so adults you know i'm going through this it's so nice to know i'm not alone and mm-hmm. i think that's the scariest thing is like anxiety is such a weird term i don't know yeah, and everyone totally. experiences it in different ways everyone's mm-hmm. panic attacks are different and anxiety for mine's like a lot of health anxiety like 
I think maybe a lot of mine is subconscious as well, worrying about like volleyball. Maybe mine's really bad right now because I'm I'm playing the best volleyball I'm playing I've ever played, and I'm I'm cruising up, and so maybe that's. But I'm not sitting during the day thinking about volleyball. Yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I I'm glad I did it. I was a bit skeptical, hesitant because I, you know, as an athlete, you don't want people to see you as like weak or you're totally. struggling and i'm gonna compete I, mean, I just posted my struggles to the world right like stein metzger ingrained in our brain like so gnarly you never tell anyone anything that's going on with you not that he's not like a proponent of like the mental health stuff but more like physical injuries like do not ever post on your snapchat right. story that you rolled your ankle at practice because he was all about like psychological warfare yeah. and like you don't want any of the other teams to know that it's just you're shows sick you a lot about Stein, like how he got wins he's doing oh, yeah. any little yeah. thing he, right? so so i think in because of that and that was more for like i said physical yeah. injuries or lineup switches anything he was like we're the band of sisters and we don't tell anyone anything right. so that's been ingrained in my brain for so long that posting something about my mental health i was like oh my god i'm spilling all my secrets into right. the <laughs> world and everyone's gonna yeah. use it against me and you know i just say it's a bit different than than college and yeah. um I, I am really really glad i did it so i, I appreciate that and um i'm always here if anyone needs i'm not i'm no therapist yeah but, you know because i've had a lot of people reach out about like hey are you taking any medication i'm like i've never taken medication for it not that you know i'm not against it but personally like i'm i want to do what i can to not be on it just right. because i think the medication is kind of a, a band-aid for it right medication has helped hundreds of thousands of people with this and yeah. more and more lately i've been more like interested and yeah. open to the idea i've had a lot of people say to get on a uh guided shroom trip that's the big one lately <laughs> start of doing course. some shrooms i'm like ah, you know it's natural i've never yeah. thought about trip. it <laughs> i'm go. like maybe a shroom trip but uh <laughs> but yeah so you know i can't help with, with everyone because yeah. i don't have all the, the tools and the experience but i can listen i can relate to a lot of stuff so i appreciate yeah. that i, I think yeah. just normalizing it for people is helpful it's like yeah. oh okay like it's less scary right like, oh yeah like if you didn't know that like getting a giant cut on your leg like that stitches existed and then they can sew it up and you'll be okay like you'd be right. freaking you'd be out freaking like, my leg's gonna be like open forever mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no like there's stitches and like yeah. this happens it's like oh, okay well this still sucks we but for that but yeah it helps yeah right? and i think that the trick for you is that was it how genuine it was were it you do see a lot of people on social media sort of oversharing mm-hmm. playing the victim card mm-hmm. because it gets a lot of likes and engagement because yeah. you've seen on your post yeah. but because it it wasn't a sob story where you were looking for that pity card i think that's what really resonated with people yeah. because it was genuine where yeah. you like half poked fun at yourself. Well, I didn't, I also it, didn't you know? proofread that thing. I did not, I did their spelling errors. Which or, made it amazing. Don't, yeah. I have no clue. That's just wrote That's it out and stuff. sent it out yeah. there. So. It was just real and yeah. raw and it was just you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that, that's the trick. And I think that's also how you build, not that, you're seeking to build an audience through sharing that, yeah. but that's also how you build a very real and genuine audience by sharing something that is actually, that's like, that's savvy. Yeah. That's, that's who you are. Well, it's, just, yeah. You could have just been like fifth place, top 10. Yeah. Moving on. Which I whatever. did, which yeah. I posted. I'm like fifth place wanted more, but right. still proud, pretty generic post, which is the truth. It's funny. Like a lot of people have been 
Gina Urango posted a like, I don't know exactly, but she basically wrote like, took a ninth or seventh, whatever they took, and you know, you know, no shit, I'm pissed. Like, and then she wrote out, she it was cool because it was a freaking real post. It yeah. wasn't like a top ten finish, proud, you right. know, proud of us, not the finish we wanted because that's yeah, but, yeah. But that's like sometimes that's just the truth. Sometimes it's just, of <laughs> right. course, we didn't want the, you know, it's but so true. but it's so funny because I posted like fifth place, proud of our team, and then. A couple people were posting the whole like, let's normalize like real captions and let's make it like real. I'm like, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, people want fun. a real post. I'm gonna give you a freaking real post right now. You guys you want, want some real? Delivered. Yeah. I don't sleep at night. I'm losing yeah. my mind. You want to know the truth? But it was just funny because everyone's posting all that stuff. So no, now, especially true. when Theo, you know, he He's doing brings the bot it up, thing, and right? then Kristen posted like, we got fifth. Period. Like, oh, I loved yeah, it. So good because yeah, they took it. fifth. So so now when I take a fifth, I'm like, fuck. Like I don't want to take a fifth anymore. <laughs> right. It's dreaded fifth, but uh, yeah, it's just it's funny. So I'm all about the uh, the Instagram being real thing, but it's hard. We're we're all straight, you know. You sponsors, like, well, in the spot, you know, people yeah. are looking at your page and you're trying to gain followers, but you know, I I ended up pinning that. I've never pinned any pictures right. to my profile. Yeah, and I pinned that one as my first one because I'm like, if anything's me and real it's that one so if people want to see the go. first thing then go look at that whatever um yeah it's it's a it's also a balance because i'm like be really good for my mental health to like get off of social media probably right but i want to share with the world so i might start doing um scheduled posts have you guys done that before you can like schedule your I've, posts and then get the frig off yeah. i might look into that a little bit just because i catch myself yeah, like, trend is what i do i just <clears throat> get on post deletes delete the, the app. app stop yeah then you delete I, the whole app and yeah then redownload and then anything redownload you need to post. it yeah. put up there are some right. like tournaments are exceptions where yeah i do want to update like oh we lost or we won this one we play it this time whatever but yeah. for everyday life i download it after I've done whatever creative work I need to do, yeah. respond to messages, respond to whatever comments, put up whatever I yeah. would need or want to put up, and then I just immediately delete it, and then I do it That's again great. the next day. That's great. That's what Gabby yeah. does. Yeah. I just don't have the self-control. Like, if it's there, either. I know. It's like, I if, if I know I have chocolate in the cupboard, like, I'm going to go eat the yeah. chocolate. I'm oh, too yeah. stubborn. Like, I'm like, no, that can't beat me. <laughs> yeah. And then I get caught. And I'm like, literally out loud, ah, damn it. <laughs> Well, it's like you, you can set that thing where you can, it clicks, it kicks you off after a certain time or after a certain you whatever. Can just you can literally it. just click like, <laughs> buy more, time. more yeah, whatever. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. We're still learning. There's a lot to, uh, yeah. lot to learn with this whole thing. I think that's the cool thing. Like I, I want to start getting into more, um, reading. I hate reading. I've never been a reader ever. Yeah. Like literally never because I, I also have pretty bad like ADD. I, yep. Like I can't sit and read a freaking book, but yep. I can scroll on Instagram, right, and watch Love Island all day. Yeah, <laughs> clearly it's not that bad. I just can't read. I've definitely had a point in my life where reading is basically like torture. Yeah, but then I've figured it out, and reading is like one of the like greatest tools I feel like we're given. Yeah, because it's like. Books are cheap, right? Like, even if it's 20 bucks, 30 bucks, like, would you pay 30 bucks to have someone's just, like, well-thought-out thoughts and, like, sharing all their knowledge? Like, 
I'd pay ridiculous amounts of money for yeah. that. Yeah. And there's just infinite of these books. People just spilling their... Especially if you get like a, a Kindle or something. It's probably cheaper if you get a Kindle and you buy it on there or whatever. I don't know how yeah. that works. But I yeah. mean, they end up being pretty cheap. And it's like, usually they're hand-me-downs. Like, because yeah. you only read it once. So these yeah. people hand, right. hand them yeah. out. I mean, Travis reads a book a week or something. <laughs> yeah, how many books do you have? I recommend getting week. into yeah. it. Also for like sleeping. Yes. I do it literally just to go to sleep. Yeah. And especially if it's a boring book, it's even better. Yeah. I'm like reading one page over and over. Uh, <laughs> one paragraph. I'm falling asleep. Like, perfect. Yeah. I didn't get anything from the book. It takes me like two months to read a book. Yeah. Maybe longer. But I definitely recommend it. There's so much gold out there. Mm-hmm. Like anything you're thinking. I just have the bookshelf. Sometimes I order books, but I don't read them. Like that, re- what was that? Relentless? Yeah. I got it like a year ago and you told me about it. You're like, eh, it's pretty intense. Like you just work harder. Yeah. I was like, ah, it's not resonating with me right now. But then the beginning of this year, I just kind of read the front. I was like, it's kind of resonating. Yeah. Open yeah. it up. And it's just been like the perfect read. Perfect. You know, yeah. the right book at the right time. It's the timing. Yeah. Of it. That's a don't, good you don't point. have to force it. Like I should be reading this right now. If you read the cover, you're just like, I'm interested. And yeah. then you just get into it. But it's just like, in terms of just growing as a person, it's so valuable to just, free knowledge basically I mean, yeah. maybe you paid 10 bucks 15 yeah, bucks this guy uh, Stephen Kotler he wrote this book uh, The Art of the Impossible mm. and then a, a bunch of other books but that's what Case Beer, uh recommended that to me and he actually described this he said when you read a book so it takes me four years to write this book right in that four years I'm reading hundreds of papers and interviewing hundreds of people exactly it's taking me thousands of hours if you read this book in a week in a week, you are getting thousands of my hours and also thousands of these other people's hours who wrote the papers that I read that put exactly. that information in the book. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the most compact way. And obviously the math doesn't work out just like that, yeah, but right. you are getting insight into hundreds of people's yeah. minds Yes, and their most valuable takeaways. Yeah. My it's rule is that amazing. I never read new books. So I have to wait until like a year or two after the book's been out for it to be social proofed. Uh, if, if I see a book that has like 40,000 reviews on Goodreads and it's like a 4.5 star, I'm like, all right. Or if I hear, you know, James Nestor come on a podcast and talk about breath, I'm like, okay, this guy knows his stuff. Right, right, right. I'll read that. Yeah. Or maybe that you've already read that, some of those pers- people's right. books. Yeah. Right. Once I read, once like, anytime. George Mumford just made a new one. Yeah. You know, Mumford, he's, yeah. uh, what was his first one? The Mindful Athlete. Yeah. He's good. He was like uh, the f- first one of the first mainstream sports psychs like with Michael Jordan and stuff he worked with Jordan and Kobe and Shaq and stuff but he just wrote another book and I ordered it new but then you just said you don't order new books I was like damn it But I just got a new one but you know but I know the guy so So that's different and he's on Gervais podcast okay so yeah I mean that's that's social proofing right there like I think if you come on if Gervais has you on with like Rogan or Huberman right I'm like alright that's that's enough like yeah, Huber right. and Tia just wrote a book and I like alright done yeah, yeah, ordering yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in yeah right. well, that's, that's the new thing Pre, pre-bedtime routine it's that's worth it. it read a book I know we I've been I'm such a um, Netflix not even Netflix just I yeah. crush TV shows which is fine yeah um, and I don't I go to bed pretty early like yeah. I go to bed at like at before 10 like yeah. I'm in 9 30 whatever but Evan and I we wrote down because my stuff's been so bad like let's do a couple things and it's breathing like some some sort of mindfulness get on I'm gonna start taking a little more supplements maybe magnesium before bed just a couple things maybe I can sleep a little better yeah um, and then we're off of phone and 
TV by, we have 8.30, maybe we'll move it to 8, try to eat a little bit earlier, stuff like that. So it's good. Uh, good. My, my it's routine reading, like for reading, years reading. is a uh, stretch. I stretch mm-hmm. for like, I mean, how good is that for an athlete, right? Yeah. You're just yeah. getting a stretch in before, but it relaxes your body. Like after you do a stretch, you just lay down and you're like, oh, I feel yeah. better. Yeah. And then, yeah, breath work's great. I don't really have a breath work routine for it, but... And then I read. Well, you can do the breath work with the, say, the mindfulness stuff. Like well, if you go on calm, it's well, kind of one thing. Well, you're breathing while you're stretching exactly. too, well, right? Exactly. And, yeah. And it's mindful because you're literally like thinking and feeling about each muscle. You're mm-hmm. feeling each muscle. You're very present in like what you're trying to do, okay. and like you're trying to find things within your body, mm-hmm. which is the same thing as following your breath in a lot of ways. Um, but also, you're an athlete. Like you need to recover and stretch every. Like that's very helpful. Yeah. And it relaxes you. So another perfect, another tip. Love that. Yeah. There's a couple questions on here about since we're already on the we topic. Can, well, should we start the Q and A? I was gonna say. I was like, I literally we're an hour asked in. one question. Hey, good, uh, good conversation. Good catch just, up, guys. Just yeah. gotta go. Just gotta let them go. We <laughs> can cut this into two if you want. <laughs> we <could>. We're <laughs> at an hour. Like how nice. long, how long do we normally go for these? An hour lately. <laughs> After Jake Dietrich. Two hours and 16 minutes. Saw. We can go however long we want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the best. He set the new standard. He's the best. Oh, my gosh. He's so funny. All right. Let's Q&A it. Q&A a little bit. There's a couple questions on here about um, the mental aspect of the game, how important uh, ways to improve mental strength. Um, when things start going downhill in a game, how do you reset? Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of what we already tapped on, right? Yeah. 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 Um, it's just practice. What do you, I guess, I guess, awesome, more in depth question. Like, what do you, I mean, talk about as much as you want, yeah. but what do you and Kame or you and your partner talk about in a timeout? Like, depending on if, I guess, if you're down, you call a timeout. Yeah, most. I'll ask more of an in depth question. Most of the dialogue as of late, I've noticed, is just all mental. It's all where are we at? Yeah. How's our energy? Where are we putting our focus? It hasn't been. And I want it to be more strategic because I think Kim is capable of thinking more strategic. But he's seeing the value in in just like, wow, if our energy's right, like that's so much value in yeah. itself. And I'm like, well, but I need you to be the thinker. So you think and I'll yeah. do energy. Or, you know, we're, we're trying to find that balance. <laughs> yeah, but we've both been feeling like the energy part of it is so important that that's been pretty much all of it in timeouts. I think there should be a balance. Um uh, you know, if if the energy's right, the head, your guys' headspace is right. Like we're playing good volleyball. We just like uh, we just need to recognize patterns or stuff like that. That I'm I've recognized I'm not that good at. A guy could hit five high lines over me, and I don't realize it. Like oh, like I should just call a four or s- start swatting the high yeah. line. Like, yeah. but I'm just like in my zone of read, like hit or like whatever. So like having someone help me with those patterns would be helpful. Point being, I think it should be a balance, but you can't really execute on much if your head's not in the right space, mm-hmm. right? And I think just being in a, like the stereotypical, just as present as you can be is the base of like where you want to get to at. Yeah. And it's tough because you're working with a teammate and you're trying to, there's someone's role might be more to like, see where your teammates at and check in with your teammate there's times when it's like i shouldn't be worrying about came right now like yeah. forget about came just deal with yourself 
and get your head right and trust him to get his head right. But then there's also times like, hey, I see you going, you're slipping down here. I'm going to come help you, grab you back and bring you back. Yeah. But it all takes practice. Like literally everything I'm doing right now, I feel like it's, I don't know, quote unquote high level or it's just more, it's just more and better. I'm building on everything I've done over years and years and years of work. So my recommendation would just be like, start from the base, like start learning and committing yourself to like mental awareness of where you're at, trying to figure out how to get yourself different tools to get yourself to be present. It's never going to feel perfect. You're going to, your mind's going to go wherever the hell it wants. It's just like realizing that's, that is the game. The game is just realizing, recognizing where the brain's going, not to control it kind of thing. Yeah. I think uh, with me, because I've played with so many different people, yeah, I've learned to sort of match whatever they would need. Yeah. So what A Rob needs is a lot different than what JM needs. I feel like you're always music. always checking, like you're very aware of other people, like socially, yeah. like so you're always checking in, like where are you at, what How do you doing? need? Yeah. yeah. My yeah. thought would be like, are you always in your best space too? Because that's sometimes right. I get pulled, where I'm like, I'm not helping the team by thinking about where you're at right now. Yeah. I need to worry about where I, mm-hmm. but the best way I can help the team is thinking about where I'm at. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. That's well, like yeah. the best way to help you is to, is to help me. It's like to just be own, your yeah, best yeah. version you of yourself You can only right give now. so much. Yeah. 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 Like, and it, so it, it really depends. So going into a timeout, if I'm the one struggling, I'll know. I have a pretty good sense of what I need because I think the mental side of the game is probably my biggest strength yeah. because yeah. like I got into the game late. I think that's why you're good at the game. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't yeah. get... I mean, you're physically good, but like, you don't get good that quick without right. having some mental and I, strength. I, th- I think it, it's like because I was late and physically, in terms of just natural volleyball player, very limited in that aspect. Mm-hmm. I needed to atone for that with the mental side. Yeah. So I think that is probably my biggest strength. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm struggling, like I know exactly because I've struggled a lot in yeah. the last eight years. I know exactly what I'll need to get out of it. Yeah. And so I say, listen, like this is what I'll need. Mm-hmm. And if they try to push back on that, I'm like, no, like right. this is what I need. Yeah. And if we do this, like we're going to be in good shape mm-hmm. versus if say like my partner's struggling, like I just try to match whatever emotion they need at that moment mm-hmm. or, and that's what I think a lot of people, what they said was that I think you and Avery are going to be a really good team. Cause emotionally, I think you're really good yeah. for Avery. Uh-huh. We played great. Right. And I think yeah. like we were, we like vibed really well in the court, Yep. but like what a Rob needed like a Rob, we would talk strategy. Like, listen, we can do this, that, and the other. Yeah. And he just really wanted like options. Like, got yeah. some, got him fired up. But JM, like, we talked about golf, right? Yeah, movie yeah, quotes yeah. And whatever. Right. And then we get out. It wasn't that we weren't <laughs> intense, but we were just like, and here's our That's break. That's his own, right? Yeah. And we get on the court, and like, now we're back. Yeah. And then I played it with Jake McNeil, and he was just like freaking X's and O's, deep strategy guy, uh. deep strategy guy. And so it really depends on the context, like what we talk about in a timeout. Yep. But one thing I'll say is that commentating has made me so much more aware of strategy because yes. that's all I, right. as a commentator, that's all I'm thinking about. I'm like, you served this guy eight times mm-hmm. in a row and he started out, switch it, yep. do something. And as soon as we got locked in to serve in Tim and he sided out four times in a row, I was like, I don't care if Kyle friend is playing with God, right? Like, you you got to serve the other right. guy. Yeah. Exactly. That stuff that <laughs> that's a good point. I agree. When I broadcast, it was the same thing. I'm like, wow, I'm learning. Like yeah. this is valuable. Uh, 
but now, yeah, I notice myself getting into these patterns because I'm so wrapped up in like just be in your be in your crazy place, yeah, the crazy guy place. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there's certain things I could have noticed happening that would have helped me play better. So that's something I need to get better at, and I think I think Kim can help me with that, yeah, a bit. Because me and Trevor are both kind of crazy like that. <laughs> We're both in our crazy places the yeah. whole time. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I think we answered it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but great. commentating has helped me take like this sort of third-person view of when I'm on the court. Like if I were commentating in right. this match, like what would I, what would <laughs> I be getting on myself about? Yeah, that's a good point. What am I seeing? And that helped a lot in New Orleans. A lot of times I want to be like um, – you're critical of the commentators, right? Because you're like, oh, yeah, easy for you to say from up there. Right. But if you, like, take that ego part out of it and just, like, this person's just been watching a lot and there's actually <laughs> a lot of gold you can take no matter <laughs> yeah. who's commentating. It's just, like, they're just seeing simple things. And you're like, oh. It's actually, an unbiased perspective. Yeah, yeah you can actually yeah. learn from commentators commentating a match. Like, Dane Blanton's, like, he's one of the right. best coaches in the country. <laughs> right. And he's commentating my matches. I'd be foolish to not, like, he's like, tries kind of probably should do this right now <laughs> be foolish but like, dane <laughs> just commentators saying this take stuff. your gold medal off and say that to my face yeah <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly uh, um uh, this one lady asked um as a fan if i can only choose one um avp in california which one should she go to in california mm-hmm. oh Manhattan. i'll let you answer that Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah, especially nowadays. Back in the day, I think the Huntington, uh, Hermosa, Hermosa would would have kind of been worthy. My hands always trumped it, and yeah. nowadays even more so because it's the only gold series in yeah. California. So yeah. we'll just leave it at that. Well, I might revise my answer. Manhattan will always be there. Huntington might not be. Mm. This year, go to Huntington. Mm. Everyone's there. There's no conflicts. Well, if you've never been to one, and you might not go to another, you got to go to Manhattan. Then Manhattan. That's yeah. Fair. Yeah. But if you have plans to go to another one later down the road, go to Huntington Manhattan's this year. There's there. no conflict. I think Hermosa would be better than Huntington because at least they put up like half a big stadium. Yeah. The little stadium, the little like five benchers, like that just feels amateur. They weigh us up. And I'm scared that they're going to do that in Huntington. I hope not. But at least Huntington, if they put it up with the pier and you get that natural right, pier. Right. It's Huntington's sweet. I miss yeah. Huntington. Huntington's cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I've, I did the one last year but it didn't really feel like it yeah yeah no. there wasn't that's not the full huntington experience yeah no. Yeah. yeah no i'm excited i'm excited for you to experience huntington feels that. like uh very it's very similar to what hermosa yeah felt like yeah do they you know they started giving i know that hotel is far but for manhattan hermosa they get, they did a player hotel are they doing that for huntington uh, I, I would think so. Probably similar. My yeah. cousins live there, so I might stay with them. Nice. But, but oh, there you there's go. no shortage of options yeah, so down fun. in Huntington. Yeah, I lived down there for a couple of years. No, Huntington's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, which one was I gonna do? Um, you probably touched on this a little bit, but a um, couple questions about uh, recovery routine the day or two after a tournament. Maybe talk about um, talk a little bit about just post tournament, but maybe how do you recover in between two back to back tournaments? I guess that's kind of a yeah, in between back-to-back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky, and I think everyone figures it out for themselves. Um, but I think you'll notice that older athletes, veterans, people who have been around will lean more towards active recovery, whereas, mm-hmm. like, the younger athletes will just be like, I just need to party the first night or, like, decompress <laughs> on whatever your yeah. version of party is, yeah. you know? 
and then lay off, like relax, because my body hurts, so I'm going to rest. And then they'll slowly get back into practicing and stuff. Whereas Sounds the, like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, whereas, like, and I, it's the same way for the first, for whatever, eight years. But then I see, like, the veterans, and they're all, like, working out the next day and moving. And, and then I'm obviously implemented that and it just works so much better for some reason um you're just not on the roller coaster anymore exactly. you know like when you let yourself go down you have to climb all that mm-hmm. way back up mm-hmm. you know so as you get older you're like i'm just not gonna have to i don't want to climb back up as far yeah. yeah so um active recovery um working out even the next day like in the night there's nothing wrong with taking a day off or relaxing a lot of times it's more for your mind than your body but in an ideal world, you, you're moving the next day. You're getting all the blood flowing. Um, you don't have to build up lactic acid and do some gnarly workout. Um, I'm learning nowadays, like I was just in the gym before this, uh, loading my tendons and my knee. Um, I wasn't doing a hard workout, but I was literally just holding like, I don't know, what was it? Probably 85 pounds in a squat for like 30 seconds spurts because I'm trying to load my tendon to strengthen my tendon, tendons like load. Um, anyway, I'm going on a tangent, but uh, active recovery is best, I think. Um, stretching, getting the blood flowing, that's how, that's how your body's best, is when there's blood is moving and flowing throughout and not just stagnant, yeah. right? Yeah, what I've, for me what works, and like you said, it's, every, it's different for everyone, mm-hmm. is, so after, when you compete, like you're just getting this freaking dopamine dump. Right. And I do a lot of sauna and ice bath yes. or ocean because yeah. saunas help your brain sort of regulate your dopamine levels again. And so you come back to a baseline quicker. Mm. And I think savvy, that'll probably help you with yeah. a lot of the mental yeah. things because night matches are crazy for me because I can't sleep. Crazy. And so yeah. the transition from Saturday to Sunday where I've finished my Saturday match at like I don't know, we let we didn't leave till like midnight, yeah. yep. and then we were playing again at eight. So I was up at six. Mm. So we got back. We ate raisin canes at like twelve thirty at the hotel. I probably mm. got to sleep around three. Yeah. Woke up at six. Not because he wanted to eat raisin canes, because <laughs> it was that's the only thing open. Yeah. Literally, everyone was eating fast food because yeah. it's the only food <clears throat> we could find. And uh, and then go right back to competing. And then so you're like everything's out of whack. Yeah. What I found is that doing like hot cold. It helps just like get me back to my mm. normal baseline as fast as anything. I else. couldn't agree more. Yeah. I love that stuff, yeah. and I also did get into it during that time when I was like trying to figure out my mental. And it does something like the science is there. It's there's so much science on it now you can read up on, but mentally it just feels amazing. So you would do like how many minutes in each? There's so many different variations, but I'll do like two minutes in the ice, 15 in the sauna. I want to get to the point where I'm like, this is extremely cold. I'm shivering and then get out. And then this is extremely hot. I'm burning and then get out. I like the extremes. Like I'm probably go for a little further than the average person. Not even close as far as like Laird Hamilton, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I love that. But it also is basically the same thing as I just said, right? I said, get the blood flowing. Yeah. And when you're in ice, it restricts all the blood flow. And then when you get in the heat, it pumps all the blood away yeah. from your organs. So really you're just like flushing your extremities because there's survival mechanism in the cold is to pull all the blood to your, your uh, vital organs, right? right? In the middle. 
And then when you're hot, it's to pump it all out. And so you're just getting a blood flush, which is Love basically it. what I said to do with moving. Yeah. Right? Mm. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. here all night. <laughs> I, like the, I like that. I'm going to start doing that. It's, it's just add to the amazing. list of things I'm going to start doing. It's amazing right. mentally. If I could ice bath, and I should, like, there's an ice bath sitting right outside. If I could do it every day, I would. Yeah. Um, the ocean's close. Ocean's pretty close. Ocean's close. I also hate, the, my problem is the heating up. Yeah. So I have to walk down there cold, probably. Yeah. Because it's usually cold here. Yeah. And then I have to walk all the way back. It's not the two minutes in the water that's getting me. It's the yeah. walking there the and walk back. back up. And then I have to be in a shower, which shower heating up takes a long time. Yeah. If you have a hot tub, it works great. But that's like a good like fifteen minute yeah. coldness. It's a little more daunting. Dude, that's why I like the the little Korean spa. Oh, it's the best. Man, that sauna is Riviera so hot. Health spa. Yeah, it's, amazing. it's my routine there. I would do every Sunday fifteen sauna, five cold, fifteen five, fifteen five, it's three amazing. rounds of that. And for like three days, nothing is gonna bother you. <laughs> and it's I so sleep good. just like a champ that night out yeah. cold. All right. It's nice. Done deal. <laughs> it's supposed to be uncomfortable. Say no more. Yeah. yeah. Say no more. Um, okay. Would you rather play someone that hits it hard every time or shoots shots? I oh, think hits hard every time. I was going to say the men's game is my a bit, defender. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I also think I'm I'm overly aggressive on hits. Yeah. Like to a fault sometimes people will be shooting. Like Billy Allen in that match just, just kept shooting over. Yeah. Like... We started winning the match when I finally decided I'm not going to block a one anymore and just let him chop a high line. Yeah. And then we, and then everything clicked into place. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because I was playing the hit is my point. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, shooty people are way more frustrating, but I have so much fun with the strategy element of it. Mm. When it's, when it's just a big hitter, you're like, like say you're playing Lev. That's so true. It's like I know you're hitting hard angle Lev. Yeah. You're hitting hard angle or just like the shitty like line. Right. Yeah. And it's that takes the fun strategy right. element. Whereas you're playing a shooter, you're like, all right, we're gonna double up now. Yes. Because yes. we're playing a guy with really good vision. Doubling up is so weird for them. Yeah. Like, well, one of you has to go away from here. Someone's yeah. moving. Someone's right. moving. I don't know which one's moving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I'd rather play a shooter because I think it's more fun, even if it's more frustrating. Yeah. Whereas if you play a big hitter, it's like, well, he, he OT'd me again. Sorry. <laughs> I, I Sorry. definitely can agree with you, but I'd say I get more excited when I'm like, this guy just wants like you get those like indoor guy like yeah linguini pinguini whatever luini paninga luini paninga i like linguini and spaghetti <laughs> and <laughs> they're uh, <laughs> and they were hitting a lot at world champs yeah trevor was sick and i was just like yes they're not shooting at all not making trevor run around yeah, yeah. i was just like perfect i'm yeah. just gonna play the hit the whole time and it worked you probably got quite a few yeah, I think it wasn't insane, but Trevor basically just stood in the back the whole time. <laughs> so it was the perfect team to play. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, I remember last year you were talking all about, oh, Theo's getting best blocker because I only block half the time. So you were patting the stat, blocking stats. Right, exactly. Patting the blocking stats. Yeah. Serve the hitter. I know. I'm like, <laughs> trying not to think about it this year. I'm like, I'm not going to. I'm going to set up this little rivalry with Theo yeah. trying to win the blocker. It was like so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know we're both thinking it. <laughs> and he's like, try things because he, he was split blocking. Can be yeah. and, and he blocks me a lot. It's funny. So I think he know he thinks he has a really good beat on me. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. 
<laughs> so it's good. I think it's, it's going to be it's fun, healthy. dude. It's, it's fully healthy. loaded. It's a full. I know full we're going to run into them eventually, right? Yeah. And everyone wants to see I'm that. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Can we? Who will get What's the our first? time out of here, Try. Oh, a good 120. Let's do two more. Okay. Manhattan Open, gold, or fourth at the Olympics? Manhattan. Whoa. Oh, man. So do I, you don't have... You don't have any previous Manhattans? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like for so, me. Like for someone you, right. like me. Okay. okay, that's, I mean, yeah. I, I, I say the experience of getting to the point where you're playing in a medal round at the Olympics is more valuable than having your name on the pier forever. Because if you got to live in California and be around the pier for it to matter and stay around the volleyball yeah. community yeah. for it to really matter. Um, but, like, the experience of knowing that you were in the medal rounds at the Olympics is, like, yeah. you're, Absolutely. That's, that's more valuable. Yeah. Right. Ditto. Everyone knows the Olympics. Really, no one knows about them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the volleyball people do. <laughs> yeah. Your name's on the pier It's forever. really freaking cool. <laughs> But, you know, a storm might come, and who knows if they'll put it back. <laughs> yeah. Someone, I walked on the pier, and someone's plaque is fully, like, just scraped, like, just withered away. You can't see what's on oh, it. No. Really? I'd be so pissed if that was my plaque. You're going to start polishing it every year. <laughs> yeah, I am. Put a little polish on top, a little protecting coat. Yeah. <laughs> start sanding other people down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Screw you off. I should do that, yeah. Good answer. Last one we can do. What's been your favorite AVP memory? I mean, Austin, 2018. Oh, there you Pretty go. much changed my life. <gasps> cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have a cute one. I, th- I mean, I think one of the Manhattans, for sure. Yeah. First Manhattan, probably, with, with Trev. Hard yeah. to disagree with that yeah. one. Yeah. We could probably lightning round, like, a... Two or three. We if could. you want to get a yeah, few more, because I know that. we didn't do too many. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sav, favorite AVP memory? Uh, I haven't Light- had that many. Lightning round. Um, um, it may have been New Orleans last year when me and Tony beat M and Hayley Harward and then beat Brandy and Zana to be auto Sunday before the whole injury yeah, stuff. Yeah. That was pretty thrilling. Yeah. For, it was like one of my earlier oh, yeah. events. Yeah. Or getting... Or getting picked up by Zana for the Manhattan Open mm. when I didn't qualify. Oh, yeah. It mm-hmm. was like, don't you qualify. And then horse you up your ass. Miss Lucky Loser. Dude. Three? Two Lucky Loot. You got lucky picked, loser up from Z- picked up by Zana. Plus Zana, so I guess three. <laughs> That's amazing. Two in the same, two and three <laughs> tournaments That's on amazing. the same month-long trip. Yep. That's great. Yep. It was uh, Maldives and the Dubai. second Dubai. Like for the second Dubai one, it literally was like we lost, and I'm like, I it was a team we should never have lost to, and I just I played so bad. Deanna Craft picked me up, and I'm like, okay, we'll qualify, well, whatever. Draw was good. We had a one game, one game to get, and we had a first round bye. Played horrible. Lost in three. Jose's like, hey, lucky loser, <laughs> and I'm like, I already spent mine. Right. <laughs> so I like go over there, and I didn't even know where me and Deanna stood points wise, and then. Um, they're like, oh, if this Canadian team loses, it's you two. I'm like, oh, okay. So then Deanna's like losing her mind, and I'm just sitting in there like, we're not going to get it. There's absolutely zero chance we get this. And they pulled my name out of the hat. 
and everyone's sitting so around good. looking at me like super excited and I had no reaction I just was like are you serious <laughs> <laughs> and I go to I, outside I walk out I have no emotion Deanna looks so defeated because I looked at her like no emotion and then I was just like got it and she <laughs> lost her mind oh that's yeah. epic what that's a great probably, feeling that's, I know it's on Navy I had one yeah very important one back in the big day big one China yeah Shanghai right before you you and I had one right yeah it like created a snowball effect of us doing really well shooters mentality my whole career actually (laughs) (laughs) after that kind of was like well i guess we're gonna be good that'll work all right we have a couple questions about team new team nicknames so last year was like a team and slays and whatever last quad i don't have any i haven't heard of any you came haven't no train train (laughs) train (laughs) train Yeah, no. I don't have any. I haven't heard any. Yeah, I haven't heard no, any either. Well, right. that's for you guys, fans. We need you guys to come up with these. Yeah. Me and Avery were confused as twins several times. Twins? Twins. I was like, I could that's see. Funny. Maybe I could brothers. See brothers. I could see brothers. No, not twins. But twins. I was like, are you lady? <laughs> <laughs> All you white guys look the same. <laughs> um... All right, let's do, um, what are your strategies for when to serve aggressive versus when to just be consistent? Usually aggressive these days. Aggressive, always. Yeah, well, it's because I've tweaked what that means in my mind. Yeah. It's more just being committed because the whole fluff it in doesn't work and then going acer out doesn't work so it's just just hit the same serve you were hitting earlier yeah that's kind of it when i when it when the pressure's on yeah it's not like don't go get the ace like no go just go hit the good serve put in a good spot i'll go yeah. hit a good serve i look at every serve like i'm teeing off on a par five like you want to put yourself you want to give yourself enough distance where you can get home in two right but you don't want to put yourself you don't in the need woods. a home run so we just need an 85 90 percenter in the fairway right good. yeah that's how i look at every serve yeah <laughs> You have to you have to train yourself to be able to serve a good serve under pressure at the end of a game and like go for it. Then that's something you have to get to the end of a game and make yourself do it, and then you get better and better at it over the years. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This person wrote, seriously. How do you manage sun exposure? Try you never look burned. That's that's a good point. It's impressive, <laughs> dude. And you don't even have like moles and shit. <laughs> well, so when I was like fourteen, I got a bunch of spots burnt off. Okay. I grew up in Hawaii. Literally, like I remember all the time during the summer having to sit like this, where I'm cutting off the circulation to my lower lip because it's. Burnt hurt so and bad. blistering and bleeding and have you had issues with like your every day sense? i just was oh. fried every day as a kid because yeah. i was in hawaii and just surfing three times a day and yeah. beach whatever um and then i got those spots burned out i used to have a freckle on my lip like my whole look has changed yeah because they had to scrape that off scrape off my back my parents always getting spots because they're in the yeah. sun all the time in hawaii so i just committed to i just i wear sunscreen when i go in the sun i wear a hat and i wear glasses because i see what the pterygiums that form in people's eyes, especially yeah. Hawaii, everything's exaggerated in that sun. And yeah. um, so I wear sunscreen. You know, what's really funny. First time I got sunburnt that I can remember in a long time, New Orleans, <laughs> I didn't wear sunscreen, 
because it was cloudy yeah. and then we were playing at night and then I actually couldn't find my sunscreen. I was like, oh, whatever. For this match, I put my lip balm on my face and then sun ended up coming out and kind of burning me a little bit in yeah. the semi. I was like, whatever. And then I was like superstitious. I was like, well, you didn't wear sunscreen yeah, for the first course. one, so not for the second. <laughs> and then that night I was like, wow, I'm fried. And then the next day I was like, I am actually peeling. Like right now I have like kind of peeling. Yeah. I'm like, wow, you haven't got sunburn in a long time. Yeah. Well, it was this and New so Orleans. the question yeah. oh. happens to come up while I'm actually peeling from being sunburned. <laughs> first career yeah. sunburn. For the yeah. first time in a long time. Yeah. But I just committed. I'm like, Cam has giant scars on his back because I he saw. didn't That's recent, take huh? care of it. There's so many people out here. There's, I don't. I don't wear sunscreen. I'm like, okay. Logan, okay, tough guy. Call him out right now. There's him everyone out. does it. This. I mean, I get it. You're nice and bronze. Um, it's not <laughs> worth it. Like it doesn't look that good. I and, just wear uh, shirts. Best sunscreen. You yeah, get. shirts is good too. <laughs> I just wear shirt. Um. It's also good to have something to fidget with. Like I just like having something to pull. Crabs don't really wear. Oh, I shouldn't say that because they're sponsored by sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, yeah, I just wear sunscreen. It's simple. Sorry, that was long. Travis, we might have to get you home to your child. Yeah. (laughs) Or to my wife, who probably needs me to do to take the child so she can do something. Right. Right. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Fun to get the full team back together. Heck yeah. You leave tomorrow. I leave tomorrow for Brazil. Yeah. Go get some. Thank you. Good Let's luck. go. Good luck. Sav. Me Good luck, Dad. Down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hope you get some sleep. Yeah, me too. I hope Delaney gets some sleep. Oh, God bless her. Yeah, Shout out Delaney. Yeah. Champ. Trooper. Love you. Thank you. Love Shoots. 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 Shoots.